Hi, hello, and welcome to or welcome back to the Kelsey Witch No Show. As always, my name is Kelsey. I am your host, and I'm an alcoholic baby. Today, I'll be talking about the next week that I spent in rehab in Palm Springs, California. Welcome to episode six. Let's get it going. On Sunday, I went to church. If you remember from the last episode, I talked about using every opportunity that I could to get out of the facility. It was me, one of the girls that I had roomed with, the girl that I talked to on my walk in the last episode, that girl, and one of the younger guys. It was in an old movie theater, so the people were down like on a stage and then it was like movie theater seats. The really funny part about being at church was they passed out the communion, which was like in these pre-sealed containers, and it had a little wafer thingy on the top, and then it had a red liquid in the bottom. It got passed out to everybody. And me and the two people I were with, we looked at each other like, uh, because we didn't know if it was grape juice or if it was wine. And we just all like looked around because the kids had already left. Like the kids didn't get this communion part. So we were like, oh my gosh, this could be wine. But like, we're literally all in rehab for alcohol right now. It ended up being grape juice. So we drank it you know, ate our little wafer, whatever. And it was all good. And we were good to go. After church, we went back to the facility and hung out, just kind of did whatever. Then our activity that Sunday was going bowling. I was on a bowling league in third grade. If you didn't know that, now you know. I love bowling. The first game that we bowled, I bowled a 157. That's probably the highest that I've ever bowled, literally ever in my entire life. And everybody was like, oh my gosh, you're so good at bowling. And I was like, I know, I was on a bowling league in third grade. They were like, yeah, we can literally tell. After I bowled 157, I really didn't do that good. But what I did do was beat John every single game that we played. And he was incredibly annoyed by that fact. And that just made me so happy. And I know that I really do be being a hater on John in like every single episode, but you just need to understand how annoying this man was. He never shut up ever. He interrupted people constantly. That's one of my biggest pet peeves. That's all he did all the time. Everybody always was talking about how annoying he was. It wasn't just me. If you were somebody I was in rehab with, sound off in the comments, please, and tell everybody how annoying John is. His name wasn't actually John, but you guys will know who I'm talking about. I doubt anybody I went to rehab with listens to this podcast, but if they do, hello, what up, shout out to you. Anyways, after bowling, we went back to the facility and just chain smoked cigarettes like we do. I was talking with Jesse, one of the nurses, and after meds that night, we were talking about just old school TV shows. And it was so nostalgic to talk about because Jesse and I were around the same age. And some other people were kind of chiming in too with some shows. But we were talking about like Rugrats and Cat Dog and just all these different like Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network and Disney Channel shows that we used to watch when we were younger. And Jesse told me to watch a show on Netflix called The Midnight Gospel. 
It's only eight episodes and I loved it. I've rewatched it several times, but if you haven't watched that, you should watch it. It's a cartoon. It's awesome. I was going through so many different changes in my body, obviously, because I wasn't drinking and I was also in a different climate because it was like 70 degrees every day in Palm Springs in like December. My right thumbnail randomly started peeling off like layers of my nail were just peeling. I ended up talking with the doctors about it and they were like, well, there's not really anything that we can do about it. And my thumbnail ended up just growing back completely fine. And I didn't remember that my thumbnail was peeling off until I was making the notes for this episode. Now I'm like, what the heck was happening? The doctors didn't even say anything about it or bat an eye or nothing. So that was interesting. On Monday, we had a group on denial and that group really sent me into a spiral because I started thinking about how I was still in denial about my mom not being there. At the time that I'm recording this podcast right now, it'll be two years in May that I lost my mom. And at the time of me being in rehab, it was only six, seven months out from losing my mom. So I was still very much in the grief process. I still am in the grief process, but I'm better about dealing with those emotions now. So any little thing would send me into a spiral about my mom. So that group on denial really sent me into a spiral and it was kind of hard to get back on track after that. On Tuesday of this week, I was able to celebrate three weeks sober, which two weeks sober was crazy. One week sober was crazy one day sober, crazy. But being three weeks sober was amazing. On Tuesdays, we always had an art group. And in the group that day, we got paper mache masks. And we were given paint or markers or whatever media we wanted to use. And we had to paint on the inside what we hid from others and we painted on the outside what we show to people. And when everybody was done, we shared what we painted and what everything represented. That was a really cool way to see where everybody was at, what they felt that they hid from people, and then how they could show that creatively and artistically. I'm not an artistic person at all, so mine looked like ass, but everybody else's looked very nice, very beautiful. Tuesdays were our shopping day, so we were able to go to Walmart, which was awesome. I got some inspirational books. All of them I still have. Some of them I need to go back and reread. I also was taking notes on all of the inspirational books that I read in rehab, so maybe I will do a podcast episode just recapping the books that I read while I was there. One of them was You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. I gifted it to my friend and I also gifted her the You Are a Badass calendar this year and she's been sharing with me the daily things that it says and it's amazing. I also got tart cherry juice and this is when I started making the Sleepy Girl mocktail that I've been seeing all over TikTok. I started making this in December of 2022, and I should have started making TikToks about it then because I'd have 100 million billion followers by now. Because if you haven't seen it, it's tart cherry juice, and then pretty much you can mix it with whatever you want. I personally like to mix it with Poppy or Olipop, the strawberry vanilla flavor, 
and then you can top it off with some lime juice or fresh lime or you could use tart cherry juice and any kind of sparkling water and then you use some magnesium powder and mix it all together. Mm, it is so good. Puts me right to sleep. Gives me a full night's sleep every single night. If you haven't tried that, you need to. You're welcome. Tart cherry has magnesium in it. I'm pretty sure it's an anti-inflammatory. It's an antioxidant. It's so good for you and for your immune system. You should be drinking it. And you don't even drink that much. It's like a shot or two. Anyways, started drinking that then. It was so good. I also got biotin, which I started taking the next day. Also on Tuesday, I talked to one of the therapists at the center. It wasn't the therapist that I was assigned to and was seeing, but it was one of the other therapists at the facility. And I talked to her about the dreams that I'd been having with my mom, how my mom was always sick in the dreams. Another thing that I didn't touch on the last episode was every dream that I was having was always in black and white. It was never in color, ever. And there was always some kind of family funeral or something going on in all of the dreams that I was having. When I told her about these dreams, she suggested that I talk to my mom out loud because I hadn't talked to my mom in a long time because I'd been drunk pretty much since she passed away. So that's what I did. I went back to my room, sat on the floor in front of the bed and I just looked up at the ceiling and I talked to my mom. I apologized for the way that I had handled her death. I promised to do better. It was the weirdest thing that I've ever done because here I am alone in this room talking to seemingly nobody. But that night, I stopped having all of those dreams. I don't remember what my dreams were after that, but I didn't have any more dreams about my mom being sick. My dreams were in color after that. It was crazy. I had started going to AA meetings and this Tuesday I went to the young people's AA meeting. It was all people in their 20s, 30s, young age at this meeting and I loved it. I was so interested. I really wish they had something like that where I was and I had planned on looking into it when I got back. Spoiler alert, there is like nothing. That was the night that I started to get really interested in finding a sponsor because I had finally seen like, oh, there are so many other people that could possibly be a sponsor for me. And I was getting my wheels turning about maybe possibly finding a sponsor. On Wednesday, I had therapy with the therapist that I was assigned to. I didn't really write any notes about that and I don't really remember it because like I maybe have mentioned before, she wasn't quite my favorite. She was a college student. I don't know, wouldn't ever recommend. Hopefully she's better now because I hope she's had a lot of practice. It was the beginning of December, but on this Wednesday is when I started taking Chantix. And Chantix is a medicine that people take to quit smoking. I have been raving about chain smoking cigarettes every night before bed. Well, I didn't want to continue chain smoking cigarettes for the rest of my life. And I knew that I would need something to help me get off of the cigarettes. 
So I used my opportunity in rehab when I'm meeting with a provider like every single day, asked if they would prescribe me Chantix. They said that they would. And it's a medication where you start taking a little bit every day and then it tapers up until you're taking like the full dosage. And then you take that for a while. You also continue smoking while you're taking the medication and you're smoking while the medication tapers up your will to smoke or the smoking that you're doing will taper down. Eventually, you will quit smoking cigarettes. I took Chantix for the entirety of my time in rehab. We went on an outing. So Wednesday was the day that we went on the gendered outings. So guys would go somewhere and girls would go somewhere. But we actually both ended up going to the same place. And we went to downtown Palm Springs to just go and shop around and do whatever the girls rode in a car and the guys rode in a car and we went at separate times and we saw them while we were out but we weren't like together as a group by any means I know we went to a crystal store because I got three crystals and I remember joking with one of the guys I said catch me charging my crystals out in the full moon and joking about it and here I am a year later dead ass be charging my crystals in the full moon and I have way more than the three that I bought in Palm Springs so those three crystals started my whole collection after that we just kept walking around we went into some other stores but I didn't really find anything that I wanted in downtown Palm Springs there's a big Marilyn Monroe statue thing And I have the phobia where you're scared of big, tall things. I can't remember what it's called. Sound off in the comments if you know what that's called. But I refused to go over by the Marilyn Monroe statue. And one of the ladies that we went with thought it was so funny to keep trying to get us to go that way or to drive that way. And I was like, no, listen, I will shit my pants in this car and you don't want to have to clean that up because I'm not cleaning it up. It's not my car. You're going to have to clean up my shit and piss if you drive me past this Marilyn Monroe statue. So we didn't end up going over there, but she just kept joking that she was going to do that. And I was like, listen, that's not nice. It's a phobia and I'm scared. Why would you do that? On Wednesday night, I went to Beginners AA. There are so many towns surrounding and so many people that there were different AA meetings like every single night. I refused to stand up or to make myself known at pretty much any other meeting that I went to. But at this meeting, I was like, let me grow some balls. And when they said, if you are in your first 30 days of sobriety, go ahead and stand up. We give the big book away to one person that's in their first 30 days of sobriety. So if you're there, then stand up. And it was literally me and like one other dude. They asked how many days sober we were, and I was the least amount of days sober, so I won the big book. I had been thinking about AA and how I was getting more into it and how I was thinking about following the steps and how I was really wanting the big book, but I wasn't going to buy it because 
I didn't want to have to do that. And I just was thinking about it that morning. The fact that that night I ended up getting the big book for free and winning it at this beginner's AA meeting was awesome. The terrifying part about it was that I had to then get up in front of everybody. Remember, at these meetings, there's like 40 to 50 people that I don't know, never met before, never seen, are never going to see again, honestly. So who cares? But I had to go up to the front and I had to read the three words in the book that they have you read. And it's read this book. And he was like, all you have to do is do this and then you'll be successful, blah, 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 whatever. And so I read that and they all clapped for me. And I was like, hey, I'm Kelsey. I'm an alcoholic. That was awesome. I won the big book. I still have it. I take it to meetings with me to this day when I go. So glad for that opportunity. On Thursday of this week, we went to the tram, which the tram was something that John wanted to do since like the day that I got there. And he talked about the tram probably every single day, at least five times a day to the point where we would like, hey, John, have you heard of the tram? You should tell us about it. And anybody knew that came, John would tell them about the tram because this was John's second time in rehab. And the first time he was there, he went on the tram and it was the coolest thing in the entire world. And he could not wait to go back on the freaking tram. We finally get to go that day. And John's like, got a boner this entire time because he's like, tram, 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 tram. So pumped to go. And we go up And it's this floating bubble thing that takes you up the mountain and it spins. You can see everything. It's freezing though because the windows are open and it's like blowing air in. But it's pulling you up the mountain. And then you get to the top and they let you out. And I thought the tram was just you go up then you come back down. No, you go up the thing and then you go on a hike. We went on like an hour long hike then after that. And... I was not prepared for that, so I wasn't bundled up. It was so nice everywhere else in Palm Springs, but up in the mountains, it's colder, obviously, and I was freezing the whole time. It was so peaceful. It was so nice. We went out to eat at a place called Tyler's. It was really good. We sat outside. See what I mean? It was freezing when we went hiking, but we sat outside and ate at Tyler's, and it was completely fine. That was in downtown Palm Springs, and that was pretty good. Friday, Friday, gotta get down on Friday. It was a group-heavy kind of weekend. We watched a documentary called Drunk in Public, Mark David Allen. It was the craziest documentary. This guy got arrested so many times for being drunk in public, and they would arrest him, put him in the drunk tank, and then just let him out and arrest him and put him in the drunk tank and let him out. And he'd get arrested for for being drunk in public all the time. He was so known in the jails. The police knew him. Everybody around knew him. He would disappear for a couple years and come back. It was the craziest thing. They tried to get him the help that he needed, and they were, you know, trying to do what they could, and he would take it, and then he wouldn't, and I don't know. Go watch it. Tell me what you think. We talked about radical acceptance, which radical acceptance is just accepting things for exactly how they are, not a positive or a negative about it. It's just, it is what it is. How do we move forward from here? 
Saturday was also content-heavy groups. We watched a TED Talk by Johan Hari on addiction. It was a really good TED Talk. I don't remember all of exactly what was in it, but I know that there was an isolation cage and then a cage with drugs in it or something, and the rats had to do something and bebop, and I don't know. I don't remember go watch it. The second group on Saturday, we talked about practicing radical acceptance and what that looks like physically. Then the third group, we talked about willingness versus willfulness. And all I remember about willingness versus willfulness is that it caused such a ruckus and such an argument between one of the younger guys and like everybody else in the group because he just refused to believe that willingness was one thing and willfulness was the other thing, which what I wrote down was willingness is being effective or open-minded and willfulness is being right or being closed-minded. And I just remember this kid fighting so hard for like this certain scenario is being willfulness and or instead of being willingness and it was this whole debacle and he ended up getting up and walking out of group because he was so pissed. And then he came back later and still was fighting about willingness and willfulness. It like carried over into group from the next day or a few days later. It was this whole debacle and it was hilarious. But to this day, over a year later, I still really don't know the difference between willingness and willfulness, but I do know that it will start an argument. That is all I have for today's episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you follow me on all social media at kwitchnow. In next week's episode, it will be the season one finale. The season one finale will consist of the final days of me being in rehab in Palm Springs, California. Make sure you tune in for the wrap-up of this rehab journey. But don't worry, there will be a season two of all the post-rehab journey, what that consisted of. You name it, I'll probably talk about it. Thank you for joining me. My name is Kelsey. This is the Kelsey Witch No Show, and I will see you next Tuesday. Bye.